Well, hello again, and uh, welcome to uh, this uh, podcast. Now, I'm recording this in December 2023, so we've got the whole holiday season coming up, and obviously the end of year as well. And um, I thought I'd just share some thoughts, I guess. I was thinking about a way of um, rounding off the year, at least from my perspective. And if you've been listening to these podcasts as they go live, then um, this, this will be the last one in 2023 and then we're into um, a new year so there's a couple of things I I guess were on my mind one is to just look back so I don't know how your year has been hopefully it's been a good one and because you're listening to this podcast which is about photography and um, adventure so travel and obviously a lot of wildlife uh, hopefully you've been able to do something over the year that has ticked a few of those boxes, be it um, you've improved your photography in, in some way or you've been on a trip somewhere that you've never been before. Maybe you've learned a lot of new things while you've been on that trip or um, maybe you've just started photography this year. There could be obviously all sorts of things. So whatever that is for you, I find that this time of year, it's always a good time to just stop. And just look back and maybe look back at where you were 12 months ago and look at what's changed, what's different. Have you, if if you're trying to improve your photography, did you set any particular goals that you wanted to hit this year and did you hit them? If there weren't specific goals, how do the photographs you're taking now compared to what you were taking 12 months ago, are they improved? Are they worse? (laughs) So whatever it is, though, I... I think it's very important, particularly when you're learning something and when it's something that you can do, maybe not quite every day, but regularly throughout the year. It's very easy to get kind of head down and just do the day to day and maybe have a bad week. And you, um, you know, beat yourself up a little bit that you're, you're what you're producing on that particular day is a lot worse than what you did the previous week or the previous month. But if you step back and look over the period of a year Hopefully you can see some improvement or at the very least things you've learned. Uh, I'm a big believer that we learn more through failure than we do through success. So um, I've learned quite a lot, definitely um, in all sorts of aspects of my life, but definitely in photography, where something didn't go the way I expected. And sometimes I I got something that was a much better result than um, I was hoping for. And other times it was really awful. (laughs) So I really had to just stop and look at what I was doing wrong. So... As we are at the, or as I'm recording this, as we are at the end of um, 2023, almost, um, I do think it's worth just stopping and looking back and maybe giving yourself a pat on the back for um, things you have achieved, things you've done well, or maybe things didn't go well and you had to go back at it a few times before you, you made a breakthrough. Or maybe you're still struggling a little bit. Maybe now's the time to just stop the struggle, step back and try and work out quite where you're going wrong, where things aren't quite clicking and you're not quite getting uh, the result you want. So that's my first suggestion um, end of year. And it's something I like to do because I often find that I've achieved a lot more in um, a given 12 months than I realised. And it's only when I stop and look back that I, I can see the changes that have happened. So having said all of that, uh, obviously, there's a new year coming up. And a new year is new opportunities, the chance to 
Um, if, if you're a goal-orientated person to set new goals, if you're not, they're not set goals, but to maybe have intentions for the year. Maybe there's a trip that you've been thinking about doing for some time. And, um, you know, maybe 2024 is the year that you're going to um, take that trip. Um, maybe there's a course you've been thinking about doing for a while. So maybe now is the time to just get a hold of it and get stuck in and get going. So what can you do, particularly over the next few weeks while we've got I think most people will have some sort of a break. Um, I assume most people who are listening to this will have some sort of a break. So how can you use that just to maybe think about some of the things, at least, that that would be of great value for you in the coming year? Maybe things you'd like to achieve or things you'd like to at least get started on and then see where it takes you. So that's my other suggestion at the end of the year, just kind of review what's on um, what's happened over the last 12 months and then acknowledge yourself for what you've achieved because I think many people and myself I include myself in this I tend not to um, and I'll also tend to focus on what went wrong rather than what went right so again it's a good time to um, just be objective and um, acknowledge what you have achieved and then think about the new year and how can you make this a really special year for yourself something that you'll look back on in 12 months time and think yeah that was that was pretty good I'm pleased with that so that's the um the kind of thought for the end of year now pulling this back to photography if you're very lucky you might have some um new equipment coming your way or it might be an upgrade it might be that you're starting photography and this is um this is all quite new to you or at least using a mirrorless camera or a DSLR or whatever you're using so how do you start? Well, again, with the coming at it from the perspective of just stepping back and kind of getting almost going back to basics, how are you doing with the basics of your photography? And the primary, the absolutely keystone, in my opinion, is to understand the exposure triangle. So that's the relationship between aperture, shutter speed, and ISO. Because once you know that, you can then shoot pretty much anything you want to. You can um, get a result, any result you want to. When you're looking at somebody else's work, if you're seeing a photograph that really inspired you, if you understand that relationship, you'll have a fair idea on how they achieved what they've achieved. And that means that you can then replicate it and put your own spin on it. So that for me would be the top thing to understand. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, when I talk about exposure triangle or I start talking about aperture, shutter speed and ISO. And it's not that complicated. A lot of people get a bit intimidated by it and it's really not that complicated. It's simply a relationship. It's a bit like driving your car. If you drive a car, when you put your foot down on the gas or the throttle, whatever you want to call it, um, the car goes faster and you start using more fuel. That's the relationship. Do you need to know all the numbers related to that? No, uh, you don't know how many um pounds per square foot you're putting on the throttle or newtons per square meter you don't know um the flow of fuel how to measure that all of that stuff um none of it is really that important probably the speed is if you don't want to get a ticket um but photography is that way as well if you understand the exposure triangle relationship you don't have to know the numbers because you'll you'll tend to see a lot of numbers associated with it you will pick up the numbers you need to know if you just keep practicing they'll just that will come automatically um it's like osmosis once you're into it then you'll start to get the numbers but don't let that put you off so 
Um, if you don't understand exposure triangle, I would put that pretty much near the top of my list of things to understand. So you can find things on YouTube. There are courses. I have a course. There's lots of places you can learn about that. The next thing um, is to just make sure you understand how your camera basically operates. And the best way to do that is to go and use it a lot and take the kind of photographs you like um, to take, especially if you do have a break from what you normally do, whether it's work or study or something else, then make use of it. Even even if it's just one day, uh, make sure you get out and take photographs of something. And it doesn't really matter what the weather's like. Uh, Here in France, uh, it's been pretty ordinary (laughs) the last few days, other than um, last week, um, the end of last week, the river where I live got very, very high and started going over the banks. So that was interesting. Um, but go out and just photograph things. And if you're not sure what to photograph, just photograph what you would see day to day. But experiment, just play around with composition, play around with mood that I spoke about in um, a podcast a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> so there's lots of ideas, um, hopefully, that I've shared with you on the podcast that you can um, just play around with if you haven't already. Make a point of doing that. Maybe flick back through the podcast if you've missed one or there's a topic that is the kind of thing you'd like to improve and just have a listen and see what you can do with it. So definitely practicing is a good thing to do. That way you get to know your camera. And then if you are planning a big trip in the new year or maybe even over the holiday, you are familiar enough with your camera that you can be where you are, particularly if it's somewhere where you're not likely to return. You can be where you are. You can enjoy where you are and everything you're experiencing while you're there. It might be what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're smelling, all of those things. And I can think of lots of places I've been where there's just so much going on and it's it's just amazing to be there. And um what you don't want to have to do is detach yourself from all of that and start trying to remember how to use your camera. So the camera should be, and how you use it, should be pretty automatic by the time you get to these places. And that way you can be there fully immersed in the experience. And what you're doing with the camera um, is just second nature. You're not even really thinking too much about what you're doing, just the essentials. So if you're not at that stage with your camera gear, your current camera gear, because who knows, um, you might have uh, something new, you might have upgraded or you might have new gear altogether or you might just be starting. But wherever you're at, just make sure that you really know how to um, use your camera without thinking about it too much. So I guess related to that, there's a few things you can do. Um, some, uh, And again, if, if, we are, if you are listening to this and you're having a vacation of some sort or a staycation or whatever it might be, it's all very well doing this when you've got a bit of time off, but it's, you can easily lose that momentum once you go back to um, your normal day-to-day, whatever that is. So one suggestion is to at least make the commitment to try and put aside a, a little bit of time, even if it's only once a week, um, ideally more often than that, but once a week is fine. And one of the ways you can start getting into that is to do a challenge. So one of the challenges that um, I offer, and it's just free of charge, it's just off the website, so if you, if you go onto my website, you'll find it there. Um, and that's the 14-day challenge. And all you do with that one, at least with my take on it, is um, you just sign up, you give me your email address, and then I send you an email every day for 14 days. And it has just one aspect of photography to focus on. Just go out and take photographs, which gives you a particular result. So you might be working on depth of field, for example, 
which is a favorite one. And, and frankly, um, when I was doing photo walks and when I've taught people, depth of field is one of those things that comes up most of the time. It's one of those things a lot of people don't know how to master and it's really simple. Um, so that's just an example of one of the things that might be the challenge for one day, just to experiment with depth of field. And you'll get instructions on how to do that. And then the next day you get another challenge, et cetera, et cetera, for the full 14 days. And at the end of that, hopefully you'll have seen an improvement in your photography. But even if you're struggling, if you're finding it a bit too much, you've got the emails. You can just work back over them, maybe do one a week for a while until you start to master it, particularly things that you're struggling with. So photo challenges, I think, are a really great way of learning more about your camera because they're likely to take it out of your comfort zone. They're likely on one or two of the challenges at least to get you to do something you wouldn't normally do. And whether you continue to do it is completely up to you, but it's good to just step out of your comfort zone, use the camera in a slightly different way to how you normally do it, because who knows, that might give you some ideas down the track. So I absolutely recommend you do um, a challenge. It doesn't have to be that one. There are lots of challenges out there, um, but it's it's a great place to start. Now, another good thing you can do, and this will really depend a lot on where you live, but if there are photography groups, so for example, in Sydney, that we observers do the photo walks and do um, uh, little kind of half-day courses and things like that. If there are groups around you, near you, that do that kind of thing, that's something else to think about. Now, they might charge for it. They might be free. Um, it depends on what's available where you are. But the, there's a, a sort of two aspects to it. One is to just go along and do whatever the challenge is or however they work that particular event, just to get engaged in that and learn um, maybe something new with your camera or just practice an aspect of your camera. And, of course, the second thing is that you meet people. So you might just click with someone and then you can go off and do your own photography um, trips, if you like. It doesn't have to be a big trip, but just sort of around where you live. Maybe meet up on a weekend, spend an hour just photographing something, maybe Google um, some challenges, one or other, Google some challenges, and then you can go off and do that for an hour and see what results you're getting. And in that way, I think you tend to inspire one another because you'll, if there are two of you, you'll have a slightly different take perhaps on a particular subject or challenge. And that means what you get from that is bigger than what you would get if you went off and did it on your own. So if there is the chance to meet up with other photographers and just do informal stuff, again, I, I absolutely recommend that. Of course, there are online groups you can join. Um, <clears throat> so I have a Facebook group, uh, Graham Elliott Photography Facebook group. That's free to join. Uh, you can post stuff on there. You can get feedback. You can get critiques. You can do whatever whatever you like. And it might be that you live more remotely um, or there's just nothing local to you. So look at what's available online just as a way of connecting with other photographers and a way of getting inspired every now and again. Um, you can also take up memberships. Um, so I do memberships. Um, other people do as well, obviously. So this isn't specifically to promote my stuff, but just to give you ideas for ways of connecting with other people, other, other people who are interested in photography, and maybe the same type of photography that you like to do. And in doing that, it helps to maintain that momentum. So it might be that every two weeks you do get together with someone and you spend a couple of hours just photographing the local area or some aspect of the local area 
um, or maybe you find groups that do um, a trip, you know, maybe a few times a year and you can go along and do that or maybe even just a photography course, which is just perhaps an aspect of your photography that you're not completely happy with and you'd like to improve or maybe get a deeper understanding of it. So um, again, all of these things are available. But these are things to just think about looking at the year ahead. And um, so this is sort of Graham's idea for how to get more from your photography over the coming year. Um, another thing, particularly this time of year, is to just have a look at what photography awards are um, around. So I was looking at a wildlife photographer, photography award. Uh, there was another one that came out uh, a few weeks ago, which was the Wildlife Comedy Awards. So they were um, quite funny. So you can Google all of these things. And um, it's just a great place to get either ideas for photography for your own use or just to enjoy somebody else's work. And um, the comedy ones I like because they're, they're mostly down to timing and you just happen to be in the right place at the right moment when an animal's doing a particular uh, pose, um, which makes you think of something else. Like um, there was a wallaby playing a guitar or an air guitar um, is one that I saw recently and made me laugh. So um, also there was um, uh, recently I was just looking at um, some uh, wildlife awards uh, and I forgot what this one's called I think it was uh, one of the National Geographics can't remember but it was a humpback whale splashing into the water but it was taken from a drone so it was a um, a shot above looking down and um, just an absolutely stunning photograph now I'm I don't use drones so I'm not in a position to in fact I'm not that close to humpbacks at the moment so I'm not in a position to do that but I just love the photography I love the image and um Looking at stuff like that can give you ideas. So uh, I, I do recommend that, particularly if you are planning to go away, again, with the wildlife focus, if you're planning a trip, maybe a safari or a volunteering project, and um, you might be seeing certain animals. Again, uh, my recommendation is always to do as much research as you can about the area, about the animals you're likely to see, so you've got an idea of what, kind of behaviors you're likely to see when's the best time to be there for them are they busy during the day do they do everything at night um just learn what you can so that you're as prepared as possible and go and photograph similar animals if you can so you may be close to a zoo or a wildlife park or uh, something where they have animals and if you can't find animals the tip that i always give to people is to photograph birds or whatever's around but birds are tricky particularly if you're trying to get them in flight because they're generally quite small in the viewfinder and that will really hone your skills on getting your focusing right so you might want to think about back button focusing as an example if um, that's something that's a bit of a challenge for you if you're photographing a moving animal against a background of some sort and, and it's relatively small so the camera autofocus system if you're using that uh, might struggle to stay on the correct um, subject for you so yeah if all else fa fails go and photograph birds but um, I think in most environments these days there's some sort of animals to um, to photograph um, if that's your if that's your thing um, if it's other things if you're more into landscapes um, yeah you know go out different times of day find somewhere where you can take a sunset or a sunrise get used to um, um, that kind of photography, get your skills down, get to know your shutter speed, so you need a tripod, all this kind of stuff. So I think once you start putting your mind to it, and this is something that I've done on, in fact, there's um, a download 
uh, 10 tips download on the website as well. But have a look at that if you're short of ideas, and that will give you some ideas on how you can improve your your photography. Okay, so um, that's probably it for this podcast. So I guess just to review, as we are at the end of 2023, um, as I say, it's it's nice to step back and look at what you have achieved because a lot of people, um, and I know this from my own experience and also working with other people, tend to focus on the negative. So you'll tend to focus on what you did wrong. But do think about what went right for you. Maybe go back and look at some of your photographs from a year ago and look at what you've improved, maybe things that haven't improved. But just get a maybe a short list of things to just work on to um, to just get better in that area. Doesn't have to be a long list, might be one or two things. And that's really all you need. And I think by doing that, you just keep that momentum. But have a look around as well. Look at what inspired you this year and um, uh, look at how you can find inspiration next year. So I've suggested awards, there's always books, there's the internet, um, Instagram, all those kind of places where people uh, publish work. Um, one thing you can do on Instagram, and I'm sure pretty much everybody knows Instagram better than me, but uh, it's just to do a search on a hashtag. So it might be wildlife photography, for example, and you'll get lots of different people's work coming up. So if there is a particular hashtag or a group of hashtags that cover the kind of photography you want to do or you're planning to do um, next year, just just have a look at the hashtags and see what comes up. And maybe you'll find somebody uh, somebody's work there that you really like. And then obviously you can click on them and follow them and do all of, all of that stuff. But look for sources of inspiration and look at how you can just keep momentum going with your photography because it's very easy to just put the camera away when you start going back to work or uni or whatever you're doing. And then it doesn't it doesn't see the light of day again until just before you go away when you're trying to remember how to do things. So look at what photography activities are near you and maybe there are places you can meet other people. If you're not in a place where it's easy to meet other photographers, then at least look at what's available online. And uh, again, I'd recommend in your own area or in your own country because um, there's, in my opinion, more of a chance that you might even be able to get together face-to-face occasionally and do work together. And then the other thing is just to look forward to the new year. What do you want to achieve? Maybe there's a big trip. Um, what can you do to learn more about your local area? What what other interests do you have? For me, I love history. I love looking at the history of buildings just by looking at the building and uh, looking at how it's modified. But I love those um, those tourist trips. They're, they're great just for getting, um, first of all, an orientation if it's a new um, city for you and getting an idea about the the history. And I pretty much always, I think, learn something that I didn't know. And um, it's not just buses. You can do walking tours in a lot of places, and they are great to um, just meet people, do some photography, uh, learn about a place. And, um, yeah, just have a look at what's available. Look at the uh, the tourist stuff that's in your own area. And maybe um, do them off-season because there might be fewer people. You can probably ask the guide more questions and um, that can set you up for um, doing your own kind of mini events, maybe yourself, maybe with another photographer uh, during the year. Okay, so that is pretty much what I wanted to say. And um, I hope you've had a, a good year, as I've said at the start. 
I hope you have improved your photography. I hope you've maybe um, got one or two images you're really proud of and uh, maybe think about doing a photo book of the year, you know, um, your adventures of 2023 or, or particular adventures because um, one, of the, one of the things that I think is most disappointing, probably more so in the digital age, if you like, rather than back in the days of um, film and prints, is that when I used to come back from a trip and I was doing um, using just film, so before digital, I'd normally go through the pictures that I really liked. I'd get a you know everything printed, quite small prints, but then I'd get enlargements made. I'd make up photo albums. Um, I remember Smith's W. H. Smith in the UK used to do these really good albums, uh, really high quality albums. But then at least the photographs are there, and they might be in a bookshelf. But every now and again, I'd pull an album out and have a look. And I think. What tends to happen these days with digital, because we shoot so many, um, you know, in the days of film, you'd have 36 on a long roll, 35 millimeter. Uh, so you can only carry so many rolls of film with you. And um, often it'd be a case of the cost of getting film developed, having it all printed. So you'd have fewer images to start with, and it would be easier to come up with a selection for an album. These days, we can just shoot hundreds of photographs, thousands even, in a day if we really want to. And most of those never get looked at again. They might end up on a hard drive somewhere. They might end up in the cloud. Or you might even just start deleting things after a while just to make more space on your on your storage. So I think if you are looking back, it might also be a moment to um, just go through some photographs, maybe... Um, you'll find some that you'd forgotten about or sometimes seeing photographs with fresh eyes. This is the reason for not deleting them is to, um, or not deleting them straight after you take them. Cause a lot of people will take a shot, look at it on the camera. It's not what they were going for. So they'll delete it and have another go. But often what I've found, and I know this with other photographers too, is that if I don't look at the photographs for a few months, when I look at them again, I've forgotten about what was in my head, what the image that I had in my mind when I took that photograph. And I'll look at that photograph as an image in its own right. So if you do that, you might find that there's a few. And with photo books these days, you can pretty much have as many photographs or as few photographs in the photo book as you like. But you might just want to put that together, maybe for yourself, or maybe if you did a trip with friends. It's probably a bit late now <laughs> for Christmas presents if you're if you're doing Christmas presents. But um, you know they make nice gifts, so maybe um, birthdays, things like that. But just go back and look at some favourite images and put them together. It may be just something for yourself, or it might be something you want to share with others. But at least it means those images uh, will be looked at from time to time. Once they're in a book, once they're in a bookshelf somewhere, they will get picked up every now and again and, and looked at. And um, I think it's a great way because it, to me, it's a great shame to do all of the work in learning your camera, learning all the aspects of photography, how to compose images, how to work with mood, how to work with all of the things that I've spoken about this year um, and last year. <laughs> Um, and on webinars or wherever, and you do all of this, and then most of the results never get looked at again. So um, that would be my final suggestion, I suppose, for um, something just to think about uh, while we're coming up to the end of uh, 2023. 
Okay, so I hope that's been useful. I hope there's been one or two things of benefit in there. Um, Thank you for your support this year. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast, which will be in 2024. Bye for now. Just before I go, I wanted to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, with the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the um, the platform I use for with my podcast, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, You'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So there is some information available through my website and um, also on the, uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcast and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now. 